Hello and welcome to the Simply Real Estate Podcast. Uh, my name is Kiki Salcido. I'm here with Christina, my lovely wife, and uh, my co-host, Esteban. How's it going? And we are joined today with our business partner, our mentor, um, and a great friend of ours, Carrie, Carrie Traub. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Of course. So, you know, <laughs> we wanted to have you on because, uh, quite frankly, your story of how you kind of got started, how you've progressed, it's really been more, uh, well, it's been very inspirational. So uh, I wanted to kind of share that with some of the, the listeners out there. Okay. You just kind of want me to start from Yeah, just tell one? us where, where, where you started. What got you, well, what was your why? why? Why did you get into real estate? Um, I'm going to go back a little bit to high school because I think this is important. Um, I think many times we don't do what we can actually do. I mean, we, we can be more than we think we can be. So um, when I was in high school, I ran for Senate and I didn't get it. And I was kind of thinking to myself, why didn't I get it? And so that kind of was a bummer. And then when I was in college, um, I ran for something in my, um, it was in my Greek organization and I didn't get it, but they put me in this other position, which was like the one position nobody wanted. It was basically in charge of the award ceremony. And I knew why they didn't pick me because they, they had this vision of me of being kind of like a partier and, you know, not that kind of person that gets things done. Yeah. So I, I ended up getting this award ceremony thing and I had to put it together and I just knocked it out of the ballpark. And the gentleman who was in charge of all of that at that time, he was just blown away. And he's, he was a friend of mine in high school and he specifically said, I can't believe what a good job you did. Like I never expected it to go that well or be that good. That's the best one we've ever had. And that meant a lot to me, but it also was kind of frustrating because I felt like so many times I was overlooked as a leader or somebody who could bring something to the table. Well, so what what kind of started you to go down a leadership path? Because there's so many people that just kind of get stuck in that herd mentality, right? Yeah. And, but you wanted to stand above it. What, why? Um, my why didn't come into play, honestly, till much later. I, I was kind of kind of just rolling with things and didn't have you know I had the, the same why that everybody else has I I want to make money I want to you know support my family I want to be successful you know so it was just that everybody would say what's your why what's your why and I, I didn't really have anything deeper than that for quite a, quite a while mm -hmm. but then you know um, I always knew though that I, I always would see people I got into the banking business and I would see like, these people working and I'd think I could run circles around you, you know, but I felt like I was just never getting a chance. So that's why I quit the banking business after college, because I felt like it was kind of a, a man's club still. Okay. And I wasn't getting promoted. And again, it was one of those things where I was like, why is nobody seeing what I can do? But, you know, I just was like, OK, let's roll with it. So you, for most of your life, you kind of felt like you were being overlooked. Yes. And I think part of that was my fault. You know, I think you have to behave a certain way. I mean, if I were to go out and party all the time and be a maniac, I don't think people would really <laughs> follow me or, or want to, you yeah. know, have me as, as their qualifying broker. So I, I think part of that was, you know, on me and how people perceived me. Okay, so you, you got out of the banking industry. What kind of got you into real estate? Um, so I actually did accounting as well. 
Okay. Because that was what I initially studied Sounds in super college. Fun. That's yeah. why you like spreadsheets. <laughs> I never yes. understood. I love that. spreadsheets. I love them. Um, every time, you know, every time I have something, I'm like, I got a spreadsheet, <laughs> and you guys are like, oh my gosh. Um, but yes, I did accounting, which I only mentioned that because it's come into play now that I've own a business with you guys. So I obviously, if you know me well enough, sitting in a room um, doing accounting is not who I am. Mm -hmm. um, I remember crying, calling my mom, I can't do this. You know, what is my future? Um, my parents were realtors and I said to my mom, hey, what would you think if I kind of became your assistant? You could train me, I'll be a realtor, you know, so, so I'll have income, but I'll help you. And then, you know, I can get trained well and be a realtor and be successful so that's really how it happened but honestly my mom was a little concerned about me getting into real estate because she knew it was a tough field and, and it is strictly commission okay um but she believed in me and said let's go for it so one thing in meeting your parents i do feel like you have a great support network how important was that to you as you developed Oh my gosh, it was everything. And to be trained by somebody who was so successful by both my parents. My dad was such a successful businessman. And my mom, you know, she, my dad hadn't been in real estate very long when I got into it because he basically went into it after he retired. But um, my mom was very successful. Um, I think she did about $4 million in production her first year, which back then was oh, wow, that's a good amount. Yeah. Wow. Especially out here. Right, exactly. And our price points. Yeah, that's insane. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so she did very, very well. Um, and so, I, you know, and my mom, you know, with her integrity and her ethics and whatnot, I feel like I really had a, a strong, I learned a really strong foundation of how I wanted to be in real estate. So I would say that I am so blessed to have them. So what led you, because now you're, you're president-elect at our local mm -hmm. uh, GAR board yeah gar because nobody knows our local greater albuquerque association of realtors yeah so what like you you've been a, a leader for for a while now and i don't think like you like i think as you were talking like you've always kind of went for leadership leadership positions mm -hmm. but since i've met you you've kind of just you've attracted a group of people around you and you've kind of just become their leader so her posse. yeah what do you think like that that did like you rather than seeking you became more of an attractant like a magnet well i want to go back a second because for people listening to this you know who are trying to find their way or maybe aren't doing what they want to be doing at this point um my the brokerage that i was at for gosh 16 17 years you know i was a pretty high producer and all throughout that time i i felt like you know, there would be panels and I was never asked to be on any of them. And, you know, and I just kept going, what in the heck is the deal? You know, so I didn't try for anything. And I, I mean, I didn't go for leadership and I didn't think that that was a possibility. Nobody took the time to talk to me about it. Um, and then I kind of fell into it, honestly. Um, I moved over to another company. Um, I ended up coaching, being a real estate coach. And right then is when I figured out my why. And that's the passion for serving the brokers and helping the brokers. So you really like to just see people do better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That that I thrive off of that. Maybe even too much sometimes. What is uh, some advice that you could give to a new broker? You're going to need a padded room. 
Just kidding. Seriously. <laughs> a straight jacket. <laughs> a straight jacket. Um, don't come to me when you get the first crazy person yelling at you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say the first thing I would tell them is you're, you're going to need to work your tail off. You know, this is not an easy job and you need to understand that the, to be successful in real estate, especially now, it's you have to really grind. I, See, I think that's really interesting because everybody gets in to this industry be. for that that flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking to the one of our new brokers that's signing on and we met with him this morning and we were like, you know, he's like, well, what you know, what do you guys suggest? And and I said, same thing. I was like, you know, everyone gets into this industry because they want the lifestyle that they think that they can have and the money and all of that, but no one wants to work for it. So they want the lifestyle without building the business to enable the lifestyle. Absolutely. And people just come in, oh, I want to make all this money, but then I want to go away on this vacation. And I want to go away in two weeks and I want to go buy this and go buy that. But it's like, okay, well, you still need to make the money to do that. And I think so many brokers that leave the industry so quickly are the ones that are just so naive and just don't want to put in the work to get that lifestyle that can come with it. Oh, totally. I, I think that they, you know, if you look at like an average income in New Mexico, what is it now? Like $10,000 a year? Oh my God, totally. is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would be insane. But we are last on everything, so yeah, I'm no. sure we're up there. It's like um, 30,000. Yeah, 30,000, 40,000. So I think what they do is they look at that and they divide it by 12 and they go, I only have to sell this many houses, mm-hmm. which means I really only have to work half the time because, the, you know, and so I, I just don't think that they realize the work that goes into it and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it, if you sell six houses, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be, you know. Yeah, rolling in the dough. Yeah. No. And then there's all the expenses that go along with it. I mean, just getting your license is what, like $3,000, $2,500? Yeah. Then business cards and signs and all this different stuff. Do you think that the bar to become a realtor is set a little low? Absolutely. Yeah. I um, I think that's, and again, and I know my brokers, we, you guys always hear me say it about holding ourselves to a higher standard and professionalism. Um, I think when you get inundated and it's so easy. I mean, think about it. All you have to do is take a test and you can, you're handling somebody's biggest investment. Yeah. That's insane to me. Um, it, it, it's almost like it should be, I don't know, not illegal. That's not the right word, but it just doesn't seem right. But, um, so it's so simple, you know, people can, you don't even have to finish high school and you can come be a realtor. And I'm not saying that you have to finish high school to be a good realtor, yeah, that's no, what no, I'm no. saying. But I mean, it just, there's no- Qualifications no, at all. None. Um, so so anybody and everybody can get into it. And so when it's inundated with so many people, of course, yeah. you're gonna have, that bar is gonna get set lower. Do you think that it being set so low, and hear me out, right? This is kind of be a little trail, right? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Do you think it's set low so people come in, understand how hard it is, and then they can kind of like create the trend that like it's not as easy as you think it is. Because I mean, the, the turnover rate in real estate's insane. insane, right? I mean, I think, you know, 80% of people that get licensed are unlicensed within three years, mm-hmm. right? So, I don't know. I, I mean, see what you're saying. You, you see what I'm You're I'm saying going, you right? want to let everybody in so then people can see how hard it is. However, yeah. Is a catch twenty two on that because then you're lowering the standards. Yeah, and then you lower the bar. You lower what like the, what the general the public, public is, is perceiving. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or for us, right? We can look at it as an opportunity because yeah. when we're you know competing against all these realtors, that's exactly like That's our, we whenever going. we first got into it and we thought about 
damn, there's, you know, 4,000 other realtors. That's all that competition. And, you know, if we just boiled it down to hard work, I mean, we, right. uh, that was, well, it was you, that simple, right? I mean, Christina, you're not even from here mm-hmm. and you guys moved away for a long time and came back. Yeah. So people that come and they say to me, um, you know, I don't know anybody. I just moved here. I've only been here for so long. I, I say that that's not, a, that's just an excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you work hard, you can be successful. It's just how hard are you be willing to work and putting yourself out there. You know, if you're if you're timid and and not able to have conversations and really put yourself out there, it's probably not going to be a good fit for you. Well, look at our new our Kirsten and Jason. I like to like point them out. They moved from like what Puerto Rico or somewhere. They were somewhere <laughs> like South America. Um, no, nobody. They started training with us, and then they, I think, like within a couple of weeks, they had three under contract. Mm-hmm. They were door knocking, they were open houses, they're doing everything under the sun, and they're not letting that be an excuse. And then you have other people that grew up here, and they're like, "Well, I don't know." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, how was the nightclub last night, or how was mm-hmm. you know your vacation that you went on last week?" Like, you have no excuse not to have business. No, it's just how bad you want it. See, I-, I think it's interesting that like people do little business and you know a lot of activity. Like as far as like recreational activity, like going hiking and stuff. But yet they don't use that to fuel their business. Right. That's your networking right there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like for me with my children, as they were growing up, all the different clubs and stuff that they were in became kind of a networking place for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'd like groups in my CRM of, you know, dance moms and, (laughs) you know, teachers and that kind of stuff. No, I mean, that's So you have to use it. See, we could have totally capitalized on that on Wednesday for Meaty's Pumpkin Patch. We're just so antisocial when it comes to stuff like I that know. parents are around they're like talking to us and we're like uh-huh and we're just like paying attention to the kid and then i'm like we totally could have utilized this well no business, but i think but... it's smart to create some sort of a distinction between because if you let all your personal life become business right, right. then like it, mm-hmm. it can drain you and i think a lot of brokers that are on that hard hustle they're on a high risk of being burnt out because they're not separating. Now, I, I do believe that, you know, like I, I say it all the time, I believe in half days, right? Work 12 hours, whatever you want to do with the other 12 hours is up to you. But to a certain extent, like I, I do believe you have to have like a moment to step back away from work. I, I You've heard me talk about boundaries and yeah. taking time for yourself. I mean, when we hit the high back in 2006, um, I, I remember coming home at nine o'clock every night and mm-hmm. my husband was there with the kids. It would be summer. They're riding their bikes. I, every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, I mean, you, th- that's just what you did, Yeah. you know? Um, but that's what gets you to where you want to be eventually. Yeah. That affords you the luxuries you have today. Yeah. But, you know, I got divorced. I, I'm not blaming my divorce on, on real estate, but I am saying that it took away from my relationship. Yeah. Because I, I mean, how can you have a relationship when you're never there? Yeah. And having all that money, what's good about that if you have no life? Yeah, no one to spend it with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's important that it's so hard because when you're trying to talk to people, and I know like we actually had this conversation like it was like a year or so ago, that you had the class where you were talking about boundaries and you were talking about like time frames and like, you know, shutting off the mm-hmm. business and everything. And certain brokers that aren't at that point took it the wrong way oh okay well i should have boundaries so i'm not going to answer my phone at five o'clock you haven't done a deal yet right you're not making a dollar you don't have boundaries yet. right and so some of those brokers like the high producing brokers that were like kind of getting burnt out that spoke to them and it made sense it's a good time to do that but the other ones were like 
oh, cool. Like, so she's saying that, like, I should stop working at five and like, I don't need to go drive there because I should have boundaries. And I was like, oh, dude, you totally missed what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. And you are not at the level as what she's talking about. So I think it's funny because people will take nuggets away from conversations without the full context of it. And then that's where like so many people fail because they'll hear that and they'll hear, you know, moderation and choose your price points and only work with these people and whatever. Yeah. And they're just not understanding that. That's just not In how the it beginning, works. it's not how that works. No, it's you the grind. literally are for lack of better words, you're like a realtor whore. Yeah. You'll, you just go take yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, you, that's just what you do. And, but then as you get successful, then you, you don't have to do that anymore. The first time you can actually fire somebody or walk <gasps> away from a bad deal is the best feeling in the world. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs> you know, and because we don't have to be, tr- I mean, you know, everybody I know who, um, well, I've had a couple friends who I sold their houses and, they were very not easy to work with. Um, they were very hard on me. They blamed me and they were my friends, right? They got into real estate. I'm mm. thinking of two two different people and they have both since apologized to me and said, I did not realize what you did and how hard it was. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Everybody just sees this great big, you know, oh, you get this paycheck. They have no idea what goes into it. No, there's At, a reason why. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I always say to people, if you want to try, if you want to pay me hourly, that's fine too. Right. Make way more money. It's going to be for <laughs> right. a check. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it's up to you, but that's, we've kind of, because we work on commission, we've set it up where we kind of allow them to treat us that way because they figure I'm going to make you work for every single penny that I'm going to pay you. I've had a few of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't they try to work you the bone. They think that that, that that's what you're there for. Yeah. And then you get the emotions involved in it and, you know, you're a dang therapist. Oh my gosh. It's, it, you know, grandma's gifting money. Grandma doesn't speak English. I mean, I've had so many weird deals like, <laughs> and you're trying to bring, you're like, I need a translator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could, what what would you say in your career? What, what's what been the weirdest deal that you've had to deal with? <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, I don't know if I could think of, I'm not, I'm trying to, there's just so many, they're all kind of coming together. I'm trying to think of some situations where, um, where it was really crazy, but I'll, I'll keep that. I'll continue to think about that because I can't come up with something off the top of my head. Um, but you know, I always tell my, these stories of, of all the different things that I've gone through. Exactly. That's why I think I'll come, I'll think of one because I've had some great ones. Well, okay. Well, while you think about that, I'm going to throw something else at you. Okay. Um, So a lot of young entrepreneurs hopefully are listening to this, right? (laughs) Um, What's because you're an entrepreneur. I mean, very, that type of mindset. What's the best piece of advice you can give? Figure out what you're looking for or so all those years when I felt like I just kind of kept getting skipped over, I I should have just sat down and thought to myself, what is it I really want? And why am I getting upset that I'm not giving these opportunities? Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to, you have to sit down and think about what you really want. The other thing is if you don't have passion in what you're doing, then there's definitely going to be some sort of like disconnect between, you know, your happiness and, and your, your job, Yeah, you know? So I just think I would take the time to see where you want to go. Everybody, you know, wants to, you know, people ask us, where do we want to go with Simply Real Estate? We what we take the time, because you make us, to have a goal. <laughs> Carrie and I, so for context, Carrie and I are kind of the type that it's just like, 
fly by the seat of our pants and we make it work. We just figure it out and whatever feels right. We're typically, thankfully, pretty right. Kiki likes to all. have a plan. And if he doesn't have a plan, he loses it. So and, he's working uh, with two women that are like, why do we need gold? <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> we just keep flying, going. Right, like flapping around the, the room. I'm more like a train. Right? I got to stay on track. Yeah. You know, I got to be moving forward. See, and I'm know, the opposite. I'm all, we need to... Yeah. Christine and I, we've started so many things that we're like, that was stupid. <laughs> but in our head, we're like, this is such a great idea. Awesome. Let's do it. He's like, whoa, whoa guys. Okay. So like me and a business plan, we're like, what's that going to do? <laughs> we're fine. It's the, it's the cornerstone of innovation. Though, right? <laughs> Thanks. I think I, I think we go so fast and you're more um, strategic and mm-hmm. thoughtful. And we're just like basically balls to the wall. We're like, go. <laughs> Figure yeah. it out. I don't yeah. know how we're going to do it, but just figure it out. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for it yeah. to happen. <laughs> well. But that's why the three of us work so well together. Yes. Is because you can you can keep us on track and, and help us to get things done when we're just going too fast. We're off in the weeds. You're like, come back. <laughs> come back on the path. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't even know where I was going with any of that. Because entrepreneur, the uh caring basically caring no i think uh, that that self-reflection is very important for a young entrepreneur because a lot of people they set off with the intent like i'm gonna make a lifestyle i'm gonna make money i'm gonna do this but they don't have like well why am i doing any of this right and i think if you kind of tie it in with a good why and you know you have to be passionate about your why i think that's why a why is so substantial right absolutely and that that's where i was always lost because i was like yeah, I want to make money. I want to support my family. That's so my for somebody that, that's lost, <laughs> what do you think is a good way to... I would say, what is it in what you're doing right now or 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 not? I mean, it could be, you don't even have to be in real estate, whatever you're doing. Where's that passion? Where yeah. When do you feel the most alive? Yeah. Like for me, it's being on in front of people and talking and not, I would say being on a stage, but it's not necessarily a stage. Yeah. But I, I get so pumped up to like, you know, talk about things and get in front of people. And if I would have just realized that at that time, you know, I would have probably worked harder to be in more leadership. But that's that's the other side of this. And and it's it's not great that it went that way for me. But the brokers that we have, I constantly talk to them about what their goals are. Where do they want to be? Do they see themselves in leadership? Do they want to be on committees? You know, like, and I ask them those questions because nobody took the time to do that for me. Yeah. You know, and I have found people that I'm like, you're definitely going to be in leadership. I can tell just by the way, you know, you you behave and how you you jump in on, you know, classes and conversations and whatnot. And so I'll ask them that. And they're like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, OK, well, let's keep that subject in the back of our head and we'll revisit it, you know, when you're kind of more into the career or whatnot. But I think that's why you are such a big magnet, right, is because you do give people a voice, you give people an opportunity to grow and shape into the people that they want to be. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's not a lot of active listeners out there anymore, right? A lot of people just want to talk mm-hmm. rather than hear what anyone else is saying. And so, yeah, Christina is- You like to talk or you <laughs> like to hear? I like to, I do not like to hear, I'm terrible. No, I like to hear, I just- No, you're good. I you, like my own voice too. <laughs> yeah, you do. Have, well, I think we're both similar that way. Yeah. Um, we, we, I do think we can hear. Hmm. Um, but we also, when we have to make hard decisions, we will. It's yeah. interesting. I think the people with 
the people that are the best listeners tend to also have the strongest voice amongst their peers, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it's because you listen, so you learn, and you're hearing what they're saying, and then you are, have a stronger voice because you are actually paying attention yeah. to what they're saying, and everybody wants to be heard, Yeah. right? I always tell the brokers, don't stop talking at everyone. <laughs> Just stop talking. Yeah. I mean, it's like the best thing you can do. That's so big with their clients, right? I feel like so many clients just feel like they're being talked at. They're being talked Mm -hmm. at about real estate instead of like being informed. Right. I think that's something I had to learn too because I did not listen before because I just didn't care. (laughs) But being in this industry, you learn that in order for you to, I guess, achieve your goals, get to the result and help your clients, you do have to listen so you know how to talk to them or at them in a way in which that they'll receive it. Yeah. So for me, I used to, both of us actually used to just da, 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 our clients mm-hmm. and talk, 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 talk. And we didn't understand why they weren't like, they were receptive. Like we still have really good clients and good rapport, but now we'll say, okay, you tell me what's wrong. And then they'll tell you, and then you have time A, to figure out a solution mm-hmm. and B, here, their side might be something totally different than what you thought. Um, and I think recently by jumping in with you know, some of our brokers, like having to talk to other QBs about the problems, it's more so listening to the other side. And again, to give yourself time to figure out a solution for it. And I think that's something that I had to learn to just shut the heck up for a little bit. And then, you know, get one a of my result. first, uh, I can't even call her a client. One of my first leads that I oh, ever yeah. took. Oh, Jesus. Um, I a good story. mistakenly talked to her, right? I talked at her and, uh, she cut me off yelling at me and was like, let me talk to your wife. And that was the first time that that was like a good lesson though. She was like, you know, I didn't ask you what my land was worth. Yeah. You didn't even ask me what I wanted out of this. Right. And I like actually, you know, took that in constructive criticism, right. Took it in, learned from it and that helped me grow a lot. But yeah, you you gotta, I think some of it comes with maturity too, just as you get, it is, yeah. Older, and you have kids, and you actually have to listen. But I think it, you know, reading the room is like what I tell a lot of brokers. You know, you, you didn't read the room, mm. and so you weren't, you know, paying attention to what they were looking for and what their personality type was. And you mm. just, you just are the same with every single client, and that's just absolutely not how it works. We have to be, you know, chameleons. And well, you'll have clients that you can talk at and say no you need to do this and you can be stern with them others the second that you try to make it sound like you have any authority right you've lost them and now you have a fight so it's like totally different with yeah, different just, people just read the room yeah so one of the the big things with this podcast um is you know we like to turn decades into days right so we want to be very educational so uh, on that vein Real estate involves a lot of different hats, right? What do you think is one subject matter that a real estate professional can learn that's not just real estate that can help them substantially in their career? Just um, how they can be more successful, basically. Like a skill, maybe? Like a skill, like, you know, we were kind of talking about like psychology there for a little bit, like understanding different buyer profiles, behaviors, that type of thing. I think one area that people don't pay attention to enough in any career is their money. I think if you're not paying attention to all your pennies and and how much can go into marketing or, you know, mm-hmm. obviously nothing, something of nothing is nothing, right? Yeah. But I mean, when you get your first check, 
you know, what are you going to do with that? And, and what does marketing look like? And what is the budget? And I think, I think we just kind of start doing what Christina and I were talking about. We just start going like, you know, a million miles an hour and we don't pay attention to like the actual money aspect of it. And then that goes back to my spreadsheets, you know, have everything <laughs> written out, but you really need that. Yeah. No, I need, I think financial literacy in business is huge. Otherwise you're just going to go, we've seen very successful agents that, you know, sell very high dollar that, still have to rent yeah. and yeah that aren't where they they should be financially simply because they didn't take the time to kind of lay out a plan yeah absolutely i got myself in trouble i was very naive and wasn't paying attention to things and i learned the hard way you know it was i was 25 when i got in the business but um you know it'll happen but if you can avoid it i mean it we're always going to make mistakes we're yeah. not going to be perfect but that's one thing I think that most people kind of miss is the, is the money part of it, um, for sure. Well, that's actually how we kind of got started with the conversation about the brokerage with you when you were mentoring us. Right, because we were paying off. Because we were looking at all the pennies and because Kiki and I were just kind of like, okay, we'd get something and we'd throw more money into marketing and then take whatever we needed to survive mm-hmm. and then just keep going. And in the end, you're like, well, what do you spend on this? We're like, crap, I don't know. And then we would like did it. And then when we looked at like all the fees and everything, we were like, holy crap. Yeah. We had no idea what we were paying. And yeah, then, and you're not paying attention to how no. much, you know, is going into marketing. What's your return on investment? Is this even working? You know, yep. we just don't. So that's the other thing though, for anybody going into a business like entrepreneurship or, or opening a business, you know, how are you going to get that business? You know. Um, where's that business going to come from what's the plan you know like what i I think again it's just like a million miles an hour and nobody's paying attention to like you can't just keep throwing darts at a dartboard and just hope something sticks you've got to figure out and then if it's not working then you got to go back to the drawing board and say okay now what are we going to do you know and you know strategize and and i think goals are very important um but i also think strategizing and and planning is is just as important and i don't think people i think people think of business plans as like this huge book of you know how this is all going to work like almost like a manual yeah yeah it's basically one page that's what, here's I what thought. i'm doing yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. i'm not doing that it's totally overwhelming but it's just mm-hmm. here's my goal i want to open up this company i want to you know eventually open up three more you know and then and, what, and how am i yeah, going to do that, that yeah yeah we don't do that you know, and that's one of the first things I do with the brokers is sit down and go, okay, what are you trying to do? And what are you doing? How, what are you doing to get there? Yeah. When you, so you were with, it's a little back to her. So you were with a company for, you said 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were just a regular broker. And then you went to another company and got your QB license. No, that was when I started coaching. Oh, that's right. Um, and I was there for, I would say I coached for maybe a little over a year and then I was still selling the first year. Mm-hmm. I still sold a little bit when I was coaching, but not as much. I really started kind of phasing out of it because that was when I really realized what I enjoyed. Then I went to another company, got my QB license and came. Became so you got the QB, QB license when you joined the brokerage we were with at the time? Yes. Got I it. was hired to be the qualifying broker. That's right. So at that point, I do think people were seeing my value mm-hmm. finally. But I had to kind of put myself out there too. And there were some rough transitions in between all that. I bet. I mean, in my 23, four years in real estate, that three year period was the most difficult period. And that was when I was jumping into leadership and, 
you know, people try to keep you down and, you know, and it's, it was tough. It was really, really tough. And that was during the pandemic. We were stuck at the house. I mean, everything, it was just, yeah, it was, it was tough. What made you decide? So we met you at our previous brokerage and then what was it that made you decide, Hey, I want to open something on my own. Like what was kind of like the trigger for you? You know, we were actually in San Diego. That was when I wrecked on the scooter. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think I had a lot Busted of time to, face to think about it as I was in bed. Anytime Carrie goes on vacation anywhere, she comes back with a battle scar. <laughs> <laughs> My family, they're like, I was like, what happened? Your lip is like your just big old huge lip. I'm like, what in the heck happened to you? Fell off a scooter. I was like, oh my lord. I do. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but anyways, um, I I I think at that point I saw what I did at that other company, and I saw what my capabilities were, and that and you guys were there too. And I I don't I don't think I would have jumped if it weren't for you as well, because having somebody else to jump with me. You know, so like not all yeah. of us would drown, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> or we drown together. Or we all take each other down. I don't know. But I just, it was like, boom. It just, it, remember? So I called you. Called, so I called Christina. She's literally having a baby. And I'm like, this is happening. And she's like, can I have the baby first? <laughs> yes, then call I'll call me. you in a few hours. I'll be there. <laughs> it's just, uh, I'm, I'm a very faithful person, though. And I believe... I, I something that three years was so difficult, but that three years showed me like what I was capable of doing and how strong I was. And so I believed in myself at that point. And so I, I knew I could do it. Now, at what point in doing this did you realize that we actually we have something, something substantial? You know, honestly, I think it's been recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm the kind of person I'm very, very humble. I don't like to be, oh, look at my money, look at my numbers, you know, putting stuff on social media, all that. I don't. That's just not who I am. But we have grown 90 brokers. I mean, we are not even recruiting and people are wanting to join us because of what we're doing, because it's a great place to work and they're cared about and supported. And and so that's when I really realized what we had. You know, is it was like, oh my gosh, people are calling us. Like yeah. that's amazing. But what's so cool about it is we're not out like boasting, like, oh, look how great we are. I mean, we want people to know we're doing well, but we're excited about it because yeah. we want to keep helping people grow. And all these people who are joining, you know, they're entrepreneurs too. And they're excited because we want to help them grow. You know, mm -hmm. and we're, we're we don't look at it as, you know, you have the boss and then everybody underneath. We're all one and we all help each other to grow and that's that's a, an environment that's really hard to find and i thought it was cool the broker that we met this morning he's in transition to turn um he and his team to be team are going to be transitioning over and he came into our office oh my gosh the energy of him was awesome he was like oh, wow wow well you guys have such amazing i can't wait to join simply oh my gosh blah 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 he was like just so Who excited um adani oh yeah and like just so so well, that excited. when i first talked to him on the phone it was so funny because i'm just kind of given the spiel and whenever i talk to like brokers of that are thinking about coming over i always want them to know i'm not overselling i promise i'm not overselling like this is really what it is you can call any of these brokers and they will tell you this is exactly what it is. But when I was on the phone with him that first time, he was like, huh, wow. And I was like, is he just like 
Yeah, right. I remember you telling yeah. me this. I is he excited or is he, or is he basically like that? There's no like, way. Ooh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No, I had the same feeling at first. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and so then when he contacted me after that conversation, I was like, and then he came in. I'm like, oh, okay. He was super excited about it. Yeah. You know, but I just think it, again, going back to that, you know, it's hard to find that culture. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to find a place where you. I kind of think of it like you. The rug's not going to ever be pulled out from under you. Yeah. You know, you're you can be confident and comfortable in your environment and everybody's got everybody's back well that's what he said he goes man i finally found my people mm-hmm. and i was like that is so cool to hear he's yeah. like i finally found like he's like i've always wanted to be around like-minded individuals or people that i wanted to grow with and he's like i haven't been able to find that and i found my people and i was like that is so that's cool dude like actually been like kind really of a, cool. a theme with a lot of the brokers that oh, have joined over us and over i hear it it's a growth mindset that they're a part of now and yes. that's very cool Yes. And just being, I think they just feel so cared for by everybody. Because everybody, one of the brokers said today, um, she she couldn't get a hold of me. I was actually dealing with another problem, but she couldn't get a hold of me. So she called one of our other brokers and she said at the end of the conversation, she said, I just want you to know how much I love us because I know that there is a whole team of people out there that I can call and get help. And so by the time I called her, she's like, oh, no, we're good. Being like that a, happens to me too. I'm like, oh shoot, okay. You know, Bye. you're being an independent contractor as a, as a realtor. Like you are your own business, mm-hmm. but to have that support network, like that is so so, so powerful. Yeah, I think it's very rare. I remember uh, b- as we were starting, simply I had a conversation with a, a brokerage owner, and um, he had told me that you know it was, it was essentially like. Like Stefan and I were talking about this the other day. It's, you know, a lot of people want to see you do good. They just don't want to see you do better than them. Right. And that was the exact like mentality that he had whenever he was talking to me. He's like, you know, that's awesome. I'm excited for you guys. But, you know, it's really hard. Like if you fail, don't get down on yourself. Like, you know, you might not be able to get anybody to join with you. Yeah. And like within a month, I mean, we were already up to like 25 people. Right. So like we had such great momentum and those worries that he kind of was like trying to instill in me, mm-hmm. they just washed away with every wave right. of people that came. Well, and I think that kind of goes back to the like washout rate of just people and real estate brokerages. It's, it is hard. Yeah. I've seen so many people, you know, want to do a brokerage or, or ask me how you do a brokerage. And it's like, it's, it's not that easy. I mean, yeah. the time, I mean, in the beginning you guys, we were working like what? All the oh time. Gosh, all the time. Yeah. Weekends, nights. I mean, it was crazy. And there's so many pieces to it. Yeah. And 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 pieces that don't like necessarily connect right. until you find that connection. Yeah. No, it's way more than you you think. Right. It's and yeah. I mean, it's just so many pieces. It's like, oh, checks. Oh, we gotta order checks. We gotta you oh, know. Yeah, and then on top of that, we're <laughs> we're at a point in our industry where it's being innovated so rapidly that like to stay cutting edge and provide the the top resources for our brokers is is challenging in itself and i think that's one of the things that they worry about when they want to join now because they always one of the first questions is how many brokers do you have yeah and i'm and i feel like when they ask that it could be for multiple reasons but you know are you getting to the, are you going to get too big and i'm going to get lost so i always address that question right from the get go that our most important goal is is quality yeah. and i know we can do it though because the brokerage that i worked for for 16 years 17 years they they are the hardest brokerage to recruit from because their their people are so happy 
and they're huge. They're they're the second, I would say, second biggest in town. Yeah, if not one of the biggest, if not the biggest, I don't know. Um, I want to say they probably have like five hundred brokers, which is a lot. But they they keep that quality and they they keep that culture and they make you feel like family and that they actually care about you and they're flexible and they'll help you when you're going through like a divorce or mm. whatever and you know so I know it's possible but we the three of us always have to keep that top of mind so we don't lose yeah. that quality yeah you know and I'm at the point you know you guys hear me I'm like can we just slow down a little bit because I don't want anyone to get lost in the shuffle and when I start to not know a broker or much about them I know that I've got to reach out and, and talk to them because I'm getting spread a little bit too thin yeah again that's why I know you're gonna be a great president of the United States yep of America <laughs> whatever you want to be <laughs> <laughs> well you know I just go for it no I'm, I'm really excited to serve at the board and um, some of the people that I'm going to be serving with. I think it's going to be really, really great. I um, I love the staff over there. I think they're doing amazing things. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a really neat. I think it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, balancing everything. Yeah. But I I do believe that I can do it. You know, I'm definitely work better under pressure. Yeah. Um. So if I have too much time on my hands, I probably am not as successful. And now you got Jason to spell check for you. Oh my so I gosh. think you're going to be just fine. Don't give me any discussion. <laughs> yeah, I was doing your class yesterday with your uh, oh, your forms. Blah. It's okay. We made up some extra words <laughs> to make things work. <laughs> I was like, I think she meant this, but that's okay. We're just going to go past it. Well, you know, I want to get so much out to everybody and have these classes and these materials <laughs> that if I were to sit there and pay attention to every little You know what? I've word. very much always said this, but if oh. you can only spell a word <laughs> one way, it just shows that you don't have any creativity. Yeah. Thank you, Kiki. I love it. Yeah, see, I just my I'm just very, very creative. Well, the brokers know, and I I just I don't have to I'm not trying to put on this facade that I'm perfect. You know, I always but I think that's great too, is it does stuff. show like that that you're human and you know, yeah, I just I love the energy you bring every time we have a meeting um, with the brokerage and Well my last mistake, remember, was the t shirts. I yes, oh, logo yeah. was gray on gray, gray on gray, yeah. No, that was so like <laughs> you could see it sort of if you turn the shirt you gotta be standing Jason in the was right like sunlight. they came in I looked at them and I didn't want to tell her I didn't know what to do <laughs> I was like uh oh that's but, what happens when you're going too fast sometimes you do need to slow down a little yeah. bit and pay attention to those details <laughs> but fortunately Isaiah's dad is fixing them because oh, he good. has a, a print stop, uh, store shop. so does Dennis's that's dad hilarious. too oh yeah that's right I yeah. think he told me that so. yeah yeah, you so lots of printing options. It'll be out good. There. It'll, it'll, they'll be they'll be good because yeah. yeah, I I love our swag. Or I I'm supposed to say my kids told me I'm supposed to say merch. Now oh, it's not swag anymore. Yeah, it's merch. Yeah, but I feel weird oh, saying merch. I yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, I like, <laughs> got some merch. I kept calling it a swag bag, and people look at me like like what is I'm that? Old. Oh. I'm a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, then I try to say merch, and I feel even weirder. I know. It, you know. A merch you can't like because swag bag like rhymes you can't say like merch well and just saying merch is weird <laughs> merch, perch, ugly. Merch, it's a weird word <laughs> ugly merch. word but my kids were making fun of me so i'm like okay nah. which is kind of the story of my life kids but you know I, I always go to them can you fix this can you do this it's too mm -hmm. much so did you come up with a story I did actually I did come up with one I, I i this one's not the craziest one but it is a good one 
Um, I sold a house one time that they had pigs and they lived inside. Ooh, what? indoor pigs. Indoor pigs. Okay. I don't, you know, you hear about pigs being dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pigs are dirty. Pigs are, they really, that's where pig sty comes from. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah. It's disgusting. I have a two year old. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and imagine you like they can't talk and they have no expressions. So they just, it's just like a yeah. free for all. So showing the house was. Oh, so they were actively living while you were showing oh, the house. I thought yeah. it was like an old. No. No. Okay. No. That's the pigs weird. Pigs were in the house while the house was being on was on the market. Was it a big pig or so were they like miniature pigs? They were miniature pigs, okay. but there was like eight. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. So no every loud. time we'd have a showing, I'd have to go down there and like corral the pig. Just <laughs> <laughs> picture you in your heels. I know. And like your outfit. Yeah. That's like pigs. I always oh want to do like a spoof on realtors, like all the crazy things we do, like picking up dog poop or being yeah. out in the median with our high heels putting open house signs up you know like all Kinda this like funny pigs. stuff that yeah. we have to do that is so humiliating that's but. the funny thing though is because you can't you can never write like a job description for mm-hmm. a realtor because it includes none. everything it does yeah it does i mean I, mm-hmm. painting yard work i mean you name it we do it yep which again we should probably have some boundaries but when you want to get something sold, you got to do it. Yeah, you pull up your bootstraps. You have to do a spoof of Carrie corralling pigs in heels. I have to see that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hysterical. There's so many different spoofs I've thought of that, have, like things that I've, I've experienced that, oh my God. you know, I'm like, go, like showing houses in these mountains with my high heels. Oh, yeah. That's, to, that's yeah. really entertaining. Um, there's so many things. Yeah, hey, you showed our flip in the East Mountains. Yeah, I know. Kiki loves that story. Yep. Yeah. He was so excited about your feedback. I love when people get <laughs> super got it. critical. <laughs> well, and I, so I, you know me, I'm just kind of like straight up. Yeah. But she also didn't know it was our flip that like we did I the didn't. work. She was like, uh, this. And I didn't know he was sensitive fired. either. I know. And I'm a and very like, sensitive oh, person yeah, too. Thankfully you told me that not, not him. Yeah. And then that's when you told me, you should probably know that he's a sensitive guy going forward. <laughs> what was, I think, one of our first meetings? Yeah, that was our first meeting whenever Carrie and Christina were like, you know, we're we're tough. You just say whatever you're feeling. And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, so I'm like, I'm a tough guy, but but just, you know, I'm going to get hurt. Gonna- <laughs> that goes back to, the, to your video about um, good job yeah, and mm-hmm. good criticism. And that's how I look at it, right? I'm like, if. If I'm, I don't want people to not tell me things. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I have to take it constructive. Now, if they're just yelling at me and calling me names, that's obviously not good. But if they're actually pointing something out or they feel a certain way about something that I'm doing, I have to listen. No. Yeah. I think once you can actually be receptive to it, it's like your life will be completely different. Yeah. It's hard though. If somebody came to me and was like upset about something we were doing in the brokerage you know that would be really hard for me yeah. because yeah and you worked so hard on that flip so it's hard to hear that stuff though too because you're like i work my at best, that point but i didn't I'm, even give up i didn't care i am i'm <laughs> such a jerk i like couldn't wait to kind of like it's just like, all right next someone walk his it. horse i was like so uh you need to go fix this because carrie said it looked like crap and he was like <laughs> what and i was like huh, just saying <laughs> this didn't bother me but you are you are very good because you did do a flip and that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've done flips, but I didn't yeah. do the work. 
So yeah. Well, whenever all your contractors are meth heads. Well, nice. Hard to deal with, you know. But. Oh, that's a good story. We just got this today. We're suing you because you guys did not disclose that this was a meth house. That happened? Today. What? It was not a meth house. Oh, good. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> there was a SWAT standoff there. They go into, like, a, a meth house goes into, like, a database, right? Yeah, and, and you have to, like, mitigate it to be able, like, live in it i mean there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes with it and we do have to disclose that being that breaking bad was filmed here you would think that we would deal with a lot more meth houses but for anyone listening there's actually not that many i did see a meth house blow up though really yeah that was actually one of my crazier stories i was in uh, a town just south of here and um i was we were standing on the porch and all of a sudden you just started hearing like it was like firecrackers and then the barn just like blew up and lit up and then like maybe 20 minutes later like fire trucks actually showed up oh my gosh but apparently in that area it's very common i can't say i've ever oh i've got a good story for you so my very first showing i'm not even kidding you my mom tells me to go show this house and it's in a very nice neighborhood go to the house the guy's naked getting a massage now he had a towel like over you know his it wasn't areas. the end of the massage then, huh? <laughs> it was not a happy ending for me, I'll tell you that. I mean, I was 25, and I've got her clients with me who are older, mature. Oh, no. I didn't know what to do. No. That was a really good one. So the masseuse does not come with the house. No. <laughs> and it was an older gentleman, so I'm guessing he probably had, it was like physical therapy more like. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, yeah, that was a good one. I Another good one um, that, to me, I laugh about is... We went to this house. It was it was a not a very expensive house, and there were these huge dogs in the backyard, and we didn't want to go back there because we thought, you know, we're going to get attacked. So I'm sitting there trying to look out the window at the backyard, and next thing I know, I feel something like on my hair, and it's like sticky. And I'm so I, I look at my client, and I'm like, "What's in my hair?" And she's like, "Oh, that's fly tape." <gasps> Okay, I didn't even know what fly tape was. That's nasty. <laughs> okay. Gross. It gets better. It gets better. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I run to the sink. I'm trying to like get it out of my hair. The people that live there wake up and come out of their bedroom. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm in their sink <laughs> trying to get fly tape out. <laughs> and then, of course, I couldn't even like the rest of the day. I was so grossed out and... I, yeah. That's oh, a, that's, that's so sticky. Yeah. yeah. And I, I honestly, I'd never seen fly tape before in my well, life you don't live on a farm didn't even know, know it existed very well what fly tape is yeah Ugh, so gross i know the rest of the day we kept looking at houses and i just couldn't get over it felt gross. disgusting that is yucky that's a good one right Ugh. all right well do you have any uh closing thoughts carrie any words of wisdom again my my i would say my biggest thing is just go for it figure out what you want and go for it yeah, my dad growing up always said, Carrie, you can do and be anything you want. And that really stuck with me. And I tell my kids that all the time because I do think it sticks with you. And yeah. for the, again, not to drag this on, but if you're feeling something inside of you that you know you can do something or you know you're better than something or, you know, whatever that is, go for it. Figure it out. Find somebody, find a mentor. Find somebody who's doing it. How, yeah. how do I get into doing this? Don't be afraid. My ego got in the way because I didn't want to go ask to be in that position or to be on a panel or to, you know, I was like, why aren't they coming to me? Yeah. You know, 
if I would have just taken the time to put myself out there, I would, you know, but everything, I think everything happens. So as, as Tony says, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. What about you, Tina? You have any closing thoughts? Um, I think on the mentor vibe, definitely. I agree. Find someone who's doing exactly what you want to do or along the same vein. If you have somebody that has the business that you want, the lifestyle or whatever, or close to it, that's the best way to, to get there. Yeah. I'll be able to tell you. And also, I'll find the model, right? If you are that person and you've gotten, you're very successful, give, you know, give your knowledge to Pay people. it forward. Yeah. yeah. And I always believe in that positive energy is going to come back. Yeah. So if you see somebody and you can tell that they're wanting to get to where you are or, you know, take some time to talk to them and, and maybe, maybe they just need that one conversation of, you know, you can do it. Yeah. By you, Stefan, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I say go out and fail. Yeah. Yep. Um, take the leap on whatever it is you want to take the leap on. Because in my experience, the only thing that I've regretted is not starting sooner. I think about how if I was doing what I'm doing now, even five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, where would I be today? I think about that all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. If you don't mind, I want to ask you a question on that because it kind of ties into what we're talking about. Why didn't you five years ago? Uh, fear. Kind of the same thing. Fear of like failure? Probably even a little bit of pride. Like, well, I'm, I was here literally right in this building um, at school and making stuff. And at the time, it seemed really big. It was like, oh, everyone's talking about it. Everyone likes it. Like, stuff should be coming to me, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. Um, and then just fear of not knowing because I've never done anything like this. I've never started anything or a business or anything. And then I get overloaded in my head and I'm thinking about 10 steps ahead and I'm seeing it all as one big chunk that I have to take rather than little pieces. And then I shut down and I'm like, that's too much. I'll try, I'll think about that later. And then later it becomes five years and you've still never even started on that journey. That goes back to the business plan because again, everybody gets into it and they just think they have a million things to do. If you just sit down and say, I'm going to focus on these things now, which, you know, and then move forward. I think reverse engineering is the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Cause then you would have seen like, okay, here's the big picture. What was the step before this? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was these three things. What was the step before that? And then you can keep going backwards and do something that's like super attainable. And then you can have like smaller goals to like hit. Cause that was with us, with the brokerage, we were like, okay, in five or six years, we'll open our own brokerage. And then, okay, well, what does that look like? Well, we have to be high producers. Oh, we need to have an office. We need to have a team. We need to have the amount of money. And then we were able to do it in two years instead of five because we reversed it. You guys are such a good example though, uh, because uh, if you remember when, for those of you who don't know, Kiki and Christina uh, office out of um, Mesa del Sol, the Aperture building. Anyways, remember when you were going to rent the space and I was very nervous for you because of the overhead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, and I remember we we're downstairs in the street and you were like, nope, we we know this is gonna work. This is a play we need to make, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause yeah, I remember, be and, look, sure, and yeah. look at where you are, that's the point. Yeah. Like it was the right decision, but yeah. you could have, oh, it could have been a terrifying. fail. Well, we walked in and cause I remember he's like, oh, this is this space is available. And I walked in, I was like, cool, we'll take it. And this one was like 
Excuse you? Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> how much? And then I was like, oh, yeah, how much is it? And he told us. And I was like, yeah, we'll take it. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we had just opened the brokerage. And then we called you. And we're like, come look at the space. And you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, nope, we're taking it. We're taking it. It has to be a move. And then he was more on board at that point. He was like, yeah, you know, after talking about it, like, it makes total sense. Because he yeah. got our foot in the door. And I was the one that was like, cool, full steam ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't think about the money. That's also what works well for us, though, is I definitely go slower because I'm so I want to be so cautious about like our overhead and all that kind of stuff. But I think that really balances us out because you guys are like that mentality of let's just go. Go, go, go. So hasn't kicked us in the ass yet. But yeah, I think stuff on your right. You got to you got to fail all that. That three years I was talking about, I feel like I just was like on my ass for three years just like what the heck but all that all that hard time i it made me who i am now mm-hmm. it's crazy that uh in order to really reach levels of success you have to get rid of your ego because your ego is the main thing main. that holds you back it's that it one voice saying you back. you're too good to go up and talk to that stranger and try to get business like you don't need to do that mm-hmm. right like that's your ego talking absolutely i think egos probably the biggest if you can get over your ego and and put that aside because again if you have an ego and and your job is to serve people you know because that's the way that's gonna be tough yeah how are you gonna ever serve anybody because you're never gonna be able to put yourself you know to the side on the back burner and put their needs you know before yours if you can't put them before you they're gonna feel that you know and I think that's just leadership in general. They have to know that, you know, their needs are going to come first. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Stevan, it's always good to see you, bud. Always good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and, I love uh, it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Simply Podcast. Again, my name is Kiki Salcido. Subscribe, like, comment, uh, do all of the above, and then uh, share with your friends. And uh, just remember that simply real estate, we make real estate simple. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. And also check out the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot. Check out the YouTube channel. We have phenomenal content all the time. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. He needs new words. My new word's extraordinary. Extraordinary content. It's too hard for him. And then try to spell it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time.